Hey everyone, why don't you come on down? It's Point Break Minute, don't be a clown. We point out the moments and break down the minutes. So climb on board to the Point Break! Tonight, on Point Break Minute, we watched a minute of Point Break. What? 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 <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> that's from uh, Disenchantment. Disenchantment. That's a pretty good show. Have you ever recommend that? I don't know if we have. I'll recommend it today. Cool. Spoiler there alert. There you go. We're doing the we're doing this in reverse order. So uh, she's recommended Disenchantment. No, we can't do that. No. Even though it is no rules, just right. Yeah. This is Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes of Point Break one minute at a time. Also, no rules, just right, except for some rules. I'm Marin Kennedy. And I'm Jessa Lowe. Hi, Jessa. How's it going? Good. How about you? Good. Good. So, minute 91. Is that what we're on? We're on minute 91, yeah. Do you want to you want to get into it or do you want to like, you know, warm up a little bit, chit chat? Oh, I'm ready to do get some into crowd work. <laughs> I'm ready to get into it. You're I can tell you're ready. Yeah. It seems like you're ready to get into it. That's what I'm reading. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so continues with Keanu's be on the floor. And he's talking about um he'll blow out kneecaps and you'll be on the floor. Yeah. To... He's playing he's playing the part of a bank robber doing the best he can to, you know, you, you got to do it. Yeah. Or else they're going to, you know, Rosie'll kill Tyler Ann. Oh. That'd be sad. That'd be a bummer. And uh Keanu's scrapes are looking really good. I think. Yeah. I think they're looking particularly like green and scabby. Ooh. Yeah, which is which is a real nice touch. Green and scabby are two things I never want to go together. Yeah, yeah, it's, they're looking good. I mean, they're not like totally green, but they just have that nice little tint there that that gives it that realism, that crustiness. Slime green. Yep, I dig it. And uh, Bodhi comes up behind in the Reagan mask, saying, "Kicking the ass, ain't it real? Uh, Kicking the ass, ain't it, man?" Hey, look, you're on TV. Smile. Pointing to the uh, security cameras. So he's, Guillermo's really in it now. He yeah. doesn't have, they didn't give him a president mask. Yeah. He's just, it's clear he's that it's him. Fucked. He's going to be uh, dishonorably discharged or whatever you do from the FBI. Well, don't you think that he could be like, yo, look, they kidnapped me. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> you um, think so. But also um, in this moment, uh, the camera does a really interesting thing. Where it's on Bodhi and Keanu and then swoops up to the cameras and then swoops back to Keanu and Bodhi. I think I said Bodhi and Keanu. Wait. Either way works. Okay. I, I think. It doesn't I, matter which order. They don't have like a ranking it, it, to list them in. <laughs> no. In my mind, I had said it weird. Um, but um, I just thought that was a weird thing. For the camera to do. It was kind of silly. I like that stuff. I like it when a camera doesn't like cut away, but just like moves. Yeah. Which has been doing so far this entire scene. Yeah. Um, I like that Alfonso Cuaron shit. Yeah. I mean, this, is, this isn't to that level, like doing a 17 minute tracking shot in the beginning of Gravity or, you know, just oh, really. Yeah, but it's, I, I like that stuff. It, it makes it feel like you're really there. I yeah. feel like I'm, yeah. I'm in the scene with them. It gives a sense of urgency, which is nice. And it, Yeah, definitely yeah. a sense of urgency. And uh, Keanu gets frustrated and shouts, can we just move, get the goddamn money and get out of here? And then I'm a little bit confused because Bodhi then decides to be very theatrical. He is, yeah. 
this is very weirdly theatrical for him. So I'm I'm trying to figure out like we get an, a moment of Keon uh, Bodhi looking at Keanu kind of blankly through the mask, which it's really weird looking. Yeah, the mask he, he animates the mask really well. I feel he like. does as does um uh, James Legros in this as Nixon. You see yeah. them, you see both of them, and they're both like. Either they're, they're like well-made masks that are like that fit them well, or they just really. I think the you know, if, if you're uh, you know a, a good actor who cares about your craft and you have to wear a mask for a scene, you work on that. You look in the yeah. mirror, you see what it looks like when you do certain things, and they they probably did that. Yeah, that's and it, true. It works. It, they're like you get character from the from the masks, and it yeah. sort of changes how they play on screen, how their characters play in an interesting way. Because usually masks just look like just that, like an empty husk over mm-hmm. a human being, which is exactly what they are. Mm-hmm. But they, they do a really good job, yeah, bringing them to life. I imagine they probably, like, made these masks to fit them a little better. Uh, they probably, I mean, yeah. I, if, they, you know, this, is a, this movie isn't, like, a huge budget, but it had enough, you know, it had enough of a budget and big enough stars to warrant, like, okay, we can make these masks fit these people's faces a little better mm-hmm. and uh just to just to make it that much more interesting to look at so it doesn't just look like they could have just gotten masks from the store but yeah they probably, i think they probably got them to fit yeah that's a good point that's a good point because they they're able to do so much with them so what i'm confused about is what is Bodhi thinking about in that moment because then he decides to switch things up a little bit this is a big care this is a sea change for him i feel like yeah where he to me, I just read it like, oh, he's he's going a little too crazy and a little too mad with his. Oh. Uh, he's he's getting off on the the thrill of it, and it's going. He's going too far because he's just becoming addicted to the thrill. Oh, okay. I can so totally see that. He's losing the the smarts that they've used in the past because he's just loving. No, we got to make it riskier because the more risk we take, the more exciting it is. And yeah. that's what he's he's like. I'm going to be theatrical. I'm just going to. I'm a loving it. Yeah, loving that. Um, I do like that take because I was thinking he was trying to like get at Keanu a little bit, like do something purposely to get Keanu caught. Well, I, do, I like that take. Um, thanks. So, I mean, it'll evolve more. I think the take will evolve more as the more minutes we watch because I don't remember what happens next. Yeah, we're, you know, we've watched this movie multiple times, but uh, still don't quite remember how it plays out you know no. as we're going along so we, we're discovering it the same time you are yeah stars they're just like us <laughs> <laughs> and uh Bodhi says we are the ex-president so as you can see we are in fact robbing your bank so with a little cooperation i won't have to blow your heads off so i just need a couple minutes of your lives and we're gone dick go to the vault camera goes to nixon they never go to the vault yeah that was the whole thing that was set up they never go to the vault they never get greedy that's what pappas says in the beginning they never get greedy that's why they never get caught but are they getting greedy financially or are they getting greedy with the thrill of adrenaline i, I think it's more the thrill for, yeah. for Bodhi, but i think it's probably both you know they could use extra money i'm sure you yeah know, it's not like all. they're living like total laps of luxury no, they have enough. I feel I, like I because feel like they, they don't squat. Yeah, they have enough money to get a to get by. Yeah, and uh, you know, just live wherever they can and and do what they need to do. Yeah, 
But I think, you know, he's probably mostly, it's like 75, 25, I would say. 75, yeah. thrill. 25, he's like, well, you know, getting more money would be nice. Yeah. Everyone everyone succumbs to that yeah. when, when there's an opportunity for it at some point, I feel like. It's pretty universal. Okay. Even if you're, you know, proclaimed to be this, like, frou-frou guru guy. A frou-frou guru? A frou-frou guru. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> Bodhi's not no frou-frou guru, though. That's not really the right way to say it, but I, like a, a wooji kind of guy. He's like, you know, I can imagine him talking about like a, the evil, the evils of capitalism. Is that like woo-woo and bougie combined? Yes. Wooji? Is that exactly what it is? <laughs> sure. I don't know. I'm just making up words. I like, I like woo-woo, have... bougie, wooji. <laughs> frou-frou, guru, wooji, bougie. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. God. I'm just making up words. I don't have to define uh, him. Okay. okay. I feel like I could just imagine him like railing to his gang about the evils of money and but capitalism. But actually buying like, into it. Yeah. Yeah, falling victim to it. Oh, the evils of capitalism. So then Bodhi goes, so uh, you, Miss Jennings. How does he know her name? She is wearing a name tag. He, I he can't read a, it. He has a Legolas elf eagle eyes. You can see the name tag. Legolas elf evil eyes. E- eagle eyes. Eagle eyes. Bodhi, what do your what do your Bodhi eyes see? <laughs> oh, is that what Legolas had? Was yeah, there's like a Gimli at one like... point is like, Legolas, what do your elf eyes see? He's like, orcs, does they're coming. Does he see better than other people? Yeah, elves elves have like really good eyesight. Oh, okay. elves are like just superheroes in the Lord of the Rings universe. They live forever cool. and they have perfect vision. Cool. So you th- you think he just read his tag? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, they read her tag. They uh, the only other thing was like if they've been to this bank before, but I don't think no, they would, they, they, they can't do the they can't hit twice. the same one twice. Obviously, yeah. Uh, so I think he just um, he's just observant and he read the name tag. Yeah, it it, okay. it is weird because like he could have had a beat where he like they showed him like looking at her name tag and like oh uh, Miss Jennings, but he just seems to kind of know it right away. Yeah, yeah. Even though they give it the ellipses, the so. Uh... But still, it, it it doesn't quite read as him reading. Mm-hmm. Like at first, I was trying to think, oh, is Miss Jennings the name of like Nixon's secretary or Nixon's? Oh, that's an interesting thing. Or something? Yeah, but who would know that? <laughs> yeah, Except for the think... like knowing the the secretary of Lincoln is Kennedy and the secretary of Kennedy is Lincoln. Have you heard that? Oh yeah, I have heard. I have heard yeah. that. But like other than that, like who else would know? Like, what other president were you like, oh, yeah, their secretary, so-and-so. Yeah, I've never heard of a Jennings in regard to any of the, the presidents. Uh, it could be, but, but I don't know why they would know that either. Like, Do you even know a single president? This is before presence? the internet, so they can't just, like, Google that shit. Yeah. But how do we know? Do I do I know the names of any, any famous secretaries <laughs> to presidents? Yeah. Well, there was a, what was a Jed Bartlett's secretary? That was um. That's not a real president, right? <laughs> don't, don't break my dreams, Jessa. <laughs> He's real to me, damn it. Okay. Martin Sheen is an angel. Real in your your world. Sure. Is that something from The Office, though, where somebody is talking about President Bartlett? Or is that from Parks and Rec or something? I don't know. I don't remember I that. I feel like that is. Probably. Maybe, maybe it's from Family I can imagine, Guys. like, Amy Poehler's character talking about it. Like, like my top, like three, top three presidents. Are... Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Anyways, I've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec. Mrs. Landingham, that was her name. Oh. And then she died. Oh, spoilers. Yeah. Sorry. This guy, I'm never going to watch it. Maybe I will. Haven't you seen West Wing before? 
when I was like 10. So it's, you don't really remember no. it? Okay. No, I don't remember any of it. I don't even know if I remember if I even watched all of it or just like watched it. Yeah, it would have been were. like when it was on TV, probably when you were 10. I think my parents got DVDs from their friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was, yeah, you would have been 10 in 2002. So it was on at that point. It was like halfway through. But you might have been getting DVDs of the first. I think I was older than 10 in 2002. Anyways. But you were born. Okay. okay. You were born okay, in 1992, okay. right? Yes. So never mind. Good. We figured that <laughs> out. Matt. Anyway, Mrs. Landingham, Jed Bartlett, Mrs. Jennings. Back to Mrs. Jennings. Mrs. Jennings. Okay. Miss Jennings. She says. I don't know if she's, uh, if she's Mr. Proper. Duggins. Uh, Mr. Duggins got the keys. Then Nixon protests. We never go to the vault. We never. They never go to the vault. They never get greedy. Yeah. But Bodie shouts, just do it. He's unsure. He says, just do it, like Nike. Yeah. Lyndon, go with them. Be like Nike. Yeah. Lyndon, go with them. That's a, that's a, Ike, isn't that a, I like Ike. I like Ike, Dwight D. Eisenhauer's. Yeah. Dwight D. Eisenhauer's. Yeah. Be be like Nike sounds like a straight to Disney movie about like, I want to be like Michael Jordan. Like, I feel like a kid, he gets, like, switched places with, with but, Nike for a day. But, and, like, but Nike paid for the entire budget of the it's film. It's like a Mac and Me kind so of they thing, just get but to, like, for Nike. They, they change Michael Jordan's name to Michael Jordan just so they can call it Be Like Nike. Exactly. Or they don't change. They make up a new, a new like, famous basketball player. They call him, like... Nike Barkley or something. <laughs> Nike Bar- but he still has the name of another famous basketball player, <laughs> okay. Charles Barkley. That's what I could think of. That's a basketball player, right? Yeah. He was on the Sonics. I don't think he was on the Sonics ever. Nike I think he was Bird. on the 70s. I, I don't know enough about I don't know enough about basketball to know which teams he was on. <laughs> Nike Bryant. <laughs> anyway, Nike is a pretty cool name. No, it's not. <laughs> Um, it sounds like hey, a, just do it. a racial slur. Um, We're like literally like two miles from the Nike headquarters. If that. Yeah, maybe just like one or less than that. I think we're less than that. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So uh, somebody shouts, who shouts, who's Mr. fucking Duggan? That, that's a, <laughs> that's Nixon or uh, um, AKA Roach. <laughs> I like that line's really funny. <laughs> Mr. Fucking Duggan. <laughs> that's a yeah. That's it, a... <laughs> they had to choose that name because it rhymes with or they yeah they had to choose that name because it rhymes with fucking right. Who's Mr. Fucking Duggan? I don't think it needs to rhyme. It could have been like who's Mr. Fucking Smith. But it's so much better than it, it does. Funny too. Yeah, it, it's. I think it's the funniest that it's Duggan. That's rhyming. Who's Mr. Fucking Duggan? Yeah. Um. Rhymes are funny. What are you gonna do? Yeah, it's just a weird rhyme. Rhymes of, rhyme. It's a weird rhyme structure. It's a half rhyme. Like, ish. Uh, then there's a really, really overly dramatic moment of Bodhi going, Mr. Duggan, do you want to open the vault or do you want me to do it? This is another part of his, like, theatrical thing because he's like, obviously, he already has a gun out. Yeah, like, he and so it's like him like drawing his gun and pointing it. And it's like a, it's a little bit of a wider shot, so you get the full draw and point. Yeah, he has this big silver revolver, like the Joker. Yeah, and the camera at the same time finishes this. It's a weird little circular arc movement that kind of makes the reveal just that much bigger. It does this little that. 
I'm going to coin it the jackal, the little jackal circle. You know, I've talked about that before. It's like it was finishing doing that for half a second and then gone. I think I know what you're talking about. Okay. It's an interesting term for it, but I'll go with it. Someday I'll learn what the the actual what the actual term is. Um and then there's like the scream of trombones <laughs> <laughs> and a really elegant art like, trom- deco. Trombones don't scream, they blast. They bleat. <laughs> they bleat. <laughs> they break. <laughs> um I'll have to edit that down a little bit. That was really loud. Trombones don't scream, they blast. <laughs> Trombones don't, yeah, trombones don't scream. They blast. <laughs> that would be like some like middle schooler's t-shirt that would be like, trombones are cool. Yeah. They don't scream. And it would just they be, blast. it'd just be apostrophe bones. <laughs> <laughs> bones. <laughs> You're too cool to use the whole world, the, yeah. the whole word. Or, or trombos. Trombos. Tr- oh, they, trombos, yeah. They don't scream. Oh, what's, oh, what's this big, uh, big case? It's just my trombo. <laughs> Yeah, I think that sounds better yeah. than bones. bones. I'm a cool kid, just like I'm just I'm just a cool kid like you guys. You don't need to beat me up. Yeah. Band is cool. <laughs> trombos. We just play our trombos. You know, no big D. Yeah. Um. Also, or bones. You can do either way. I think I think bones is pretty good too. Bones can be the bones in your body. Yeah. Well, you see the apostrophe, so you know it's different. <laughs> you see it when you speak. You know, yeah. it just kind of appears. You just have to make, do like a single a signal with your uh, finger when you're that's, that's the new thing. The Instead of doing the quotation marks, it's the apostrophe finger. Yeah, just a little ding. Yeah, and then and it's just apostrophe. You do apostrophe apostrophe because you leave off the a. Oh, okay. I see. So apostrophe apostrophe bones. Yeah. It's like how we abbreviate everything. Oh, do we? <laughs> and. uh there's also a really, really beautiful Art Deco lamp on the wall. Um, that's oh, like it's good they, decor bank. Yeah, they do a nice little like uh, I don't know. I think it's Art Deco. They do the nice little, like rule of threes, and the Art Deco is the first third. The center is like kind of like Bodhi's arm, and then the final third is Bodhi. It's just it's framed nicely in that shot. And. Uh, Mr. Duggan kind of like wiggles his keys and goes, do whatever they want, Terry. Do whatever they want, Terry. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> He's just this nebbish glasses guy. Yeah. Perfectly cast for this. Yeah. I also really liked at the beginning of the scene, the guy that Keanu tells to get on the floor has like a Pappas style polo shirt and then a fanny pack. And it like has a red crew cut. Silly, man. <laughs> it's a look. It's a lot of look. It's an L.A. look. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about this minute? No, man. It's a good one. I uh, I love I love the masks. I love the acting in this yeah. minute. I, I think Swayze is doing great. He's really he's really bringing it home for us, I think. Yeah. And even in that mask, he comes through. Those eyes. The eyes pop through the mask. That's another thing. They do. They look really weird. They It reminds me of, like... There's these pictures of, like, dogs that you see online that look like they have human eyes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. They're Like, I've seen pictures of, like, Wheatons and stuff online, and their eyes look like humans, so it just looks like a creepy human wearing a dog suit. And that's just what these masks remind me of. Interesting. Like, they fit too well, and they... To the face, to me. Mm-hmm. But I, I understand why we would have, like, 
why they would have them be well fitting. It's because we see them so. It much. looks better that way. Yeah, it just does. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good minute. Loved yeah. it. It's a good movie. Good Point movie. Break, right? Yeah. So, Marin, you didn't spoil your recommendation. What's your recommendation going to be? My recommendation, uh, I reckon it's going to be them, uh, them, their sisters, brothers. The Sisters Brothers is a movie that came out last year at some point. Uh, it stars John C. Riley. You got your Joaquin Phoenix. You got your Jake Gyllenhaals, and you got your Riz Ahmed. What a weird cast, Murin. It's a pretty strange cast. I mean, having Jake Gyllenhaal and Joaquin Phoenix in one movie together—they're like, pretty much interchangeable almost at this point to me. I wouldn't quite say that, but there, there's just a lot. They're, they're both a lot. They're both a lot of. Yeah. They're a lot of look and a lot of actor. Uh, yeah, a lot of interesting choices. Uh, but I, I thought it was really good. Jess, I didn't like it as much. Um, no. I don't quite it, – it's an interesting movie to me because I don't know – and I think this might be the issue that you had with it. I don't really know what the point of it is. It's one of those movies yeah. where I got to the end and I was like, I don't know what that was trying to say or what even like the focal point was. No. It's kind of just like there's a lot of stuff that happens and you know, they talk about some stuff and some other things happen and then it's over. Yeah. And that that kind of works when it's like a slice of life type of movie where it's like, oh, this is like, you know, just a real person's life. And it doesn't have to, you know, have a traditional story breakdown. But this one isn't that. Yeah, it's not that at all. It doesn't feel like a slice of life. It feels like a more traditional, like, yeah, it's... Western. There's there's a plot where they're tracking these guys down, but then that doesn't really pay off in a way that you'd expect. And then there's another plot that picks up from there and... That yeah. doesn't pay off the way you'd expect it either. And then it just kind of go. That's it. It's just, and then it just kind of fizzles. But I really enjoyed it. Maybe I just like Westerns. I liked the, I like all the actors in it. Um, yeah, I was going to say uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, he does, he does a crazy voice, a crazy accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as he's want to do these days. Um, I'm down with it. This one was a little off putting, but I still was down with it. You kept on saying, you're like, it's like he just decided to do. Daniel Day-Lewis and There Will Be Blood. Yeah, it sounds like that. I'm like, Michael whatever his face is. Or what's his name? I'm... Daniel Plainview. I'm Daniel Plainview. This is my son, H.W. Plainview. When you when I say I'm an oil man, I think you'll agree. Yeah. That's I, still... That's, I love that movie so much. It's such a good movie. <laughs> uh, there Will Be Blood, also my recommendation. I don't yeah. know if, I've, uh, if you haven't seen that. Uh, but yeah, he kind of seems like he's doing that. Kind of like a southern gentleman kind of, you know... I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, what's, what's his, what's his name in that? I don't even remember. But I'm he, warm something. No, that was, uh, that was Riz Ahmed, Mr. Uh, warm. Yeah. I'm something Morris. Name. Oh, yeah. Been halfway in John Morris. Me. I'm John Morris. Inexplicably, halfway through the film, they changed the pronunciation to Maurice. I thought that was just, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's But then choice. they all started doing it. They did? Yeah. <laughs> okay maybe that i don't know what that was about yeah. i thought it was just joaquin phoenix getting it wrong which would have been funny because he's kind of a kind of a dimwit but i noticed that riz ahmed called him maurice too oh really yeah i missed that me. anyway I, I still recommend it it's it's kind of it's an odd little movie i'd say i'd recommend it on the basis of being an odd little movie with some good performances i liked the score a hell of yeah. a lot it was like Interesting. slightly anachronistic but yeah not 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 like it's opposite it's like complimentary yeah. complimentarily mm-hmm. um, yeah i mean i guess western scores when you come to think of it are, i've always been a little anachronistic like even when you get back i guess the, the closest might have been like the really you know the john ford westerns like the horns and like this sort of triumphant thing i love and that, and Marconi, though. but then like yeah when you get to the spaghetti westerns there's like electric guitar and yeah, stuff like true. that that's and true. uh all stuff like that so i 
those are great scores too. Um, but this one, yeah, it just it's it fits in while still being anachronistic. It's you know it could have been like a synth score or something, which would have felt weird. But this doesn't feel weird, but it still feels like modern. Yeah. So I liked it. Yeah. I kept on imagining the score of eight, for some reason the score of eighth grade put over that movie. <laughs> yeah, which is like a, just like kind of a low key synth score that yeah. really fits for that movie, but yeah, wouldn't work for that. Uh, I, I also I just want to say, um, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix gives a surprisingly low key performance. Yeah. I would say he's restrained. Yeah. He's just kind of giving a nice like just sort of just a nice little k- kiss that egg right mm-hmm. into the hole. Just mm-hmm. like you know, not too much, not too little. Uh, and John C. Riley ostensibly plays the the main character. Yeah, I'd say so. And it was really nice to see him play like a lead in a movie like this where normally he would be the best friend kind of character. You know, he's a character actor. He's He's essentially goofy, the person. Well, gosh, guys! Yeah. Well, I I don't know. I just don't know what to think of that. Slash Jimmy Stewart. Guys, uh, I don't know if we should go in there. Uh, But he gets to play the lead, and he's like, he's still John C. Riley. He doesn't, like, try and be anyone else, but he also is, like, a very competent character. And sort of, like, has sort of ends up taking care of everyone, and he's probably the smartest character in the movie. And he does a really nice job of playing these sort of this balance between being that and he he's like he's a killer but he also has like a really gentle side yeah. and he plays this two sides of that really nicely so and he makes himself ugly sorry to yeah he doesn't he has a horrible haircut with like like, like a he, rash on his head the whole time yeah and which i really commend actors for doing that yeah it's it looks it looks terrible because he had to walk around like i i was like laser focused into his hair for the entire movie to see if it they would just like eventually shave it after that scene to look nice. There's you know? multiple scenes of people cutting each other's hair in this movie. There too. are, and it's there's a lot of um, homoerotic tones in this movie. Oh yeah, which I really oh, appreciated. Yeah. Um, but uh, I it's not yeah it's almost it's not even like a tone like like in Point Break it's an undertone but in this I feel like in this one especially between uh, well I don't want to spoil no. it now it's it's there yeah. Um, Good movie. I liked it. I think it's worth checking out uh, for a lot of reasons. It's it's odd. Cinematography's beautiful. Looks great. Look, sounds beautiful great. Beautiful opening scene. The only thing is, you know, if you're expecting something that's like a traditional narrative, it's not that. And I'm not really sure what it's trying to be, but I liked it. And um, trigger warning, oh. it's all of the gross. Yeah, I was going to say that too. There's a lot of gross body stuff. And yeah. that was almost too off-putting for me yep. at points. It's real nasty and it's the violence is pretty violent um, yeah it definitely feels they, they do a good job especially there's like some shootout scenes and they feel very violent. like they're really happening yeah it's not you know theatrical it feels like you're really kind of there yeah you're right it does a very good job of every gunshot has a consequence yeah um, and the gun sounded cool like yeah. i feel like i've never heard guns sound like this in westerns or in any movie and i imagine that's more accurate yeah. because they're like they're those yeah. ones you have to pull back the thingy. Yeah, it's like old revolvers, and there's like a it almost you can hear the charge being set off, and like a fuse almost like she going tyranny. off. She, I bet she would know about these. Yeah, I know about the guns. Yeah, I wonder what she thinks of that. Anyway, that's that's enough about the sisters brothers. Uh, you can talk about your recommendation, which we spoiled. Well, well, I I just I just want to add like I I didn't necessarily like it, but I think it's worth seeing for the production design, and it definitely makes me intrigued. Like why do these actors sign up to do this film? Like what, what about this film intrigued them? 
So my recommendation is going to be um, Disenchantment. I th- we might have already recommended this. I don't think we did. I yeah. think we watched it a while back. Oh, maybe. Hmm, maybe there's... Maybe <laughs> we don't the... keep track of these no. things. No rules, just right. <laughs> so Disenchantment is... Uh, is it Matt Groening? Yeah. And anybody else from that crew? Uh, I mean, some of the voice actors. Oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the names of the people who no. worked on The Simpsons. No. There might be some crossover. But Matt Groening, Simpsons guy, he's now made this new medieval show called Disenchantment on Netflix. And it's kind of like a fairy tale but twisted yeah disenchanting um the girl's kind of this tough tomboy who likes sex and uh drinking beer and stuff but but she's the princess and then what's the actor's name andre oh uh eric andre eric andre um plays like a devil thing um, a demon. Yeah, it's, it's my only exposure to Eric Andre, but apparently he's a weird guy. Yeah, he had um, a weird show on like midnight in, on Comedy Central where he would just do weird pranks and like gross mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of like he goes as far as it's possible to go. It's kind of his thing. I'm not a huge fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's silly. It's funny. the The theme song is really good. Um, it's like kind of this like polka y sounding thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some, there are some really funny bits, like the wah, and yeah, I'd recommend it. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's not uh, kind of after The Simpsons. I feel like everyone was expecting it to be amazing, and it was it was okay. But yeah. I think it's worth watching. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's definitely not not as great as The Simpsons. And I'm curious whether they're even going to do a second season. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just I, I watched it and enjoyed it, but I wouldn't. I kind of. I'm ambivalent about whether I haven't I need, gone back need to more. Watch it. No, not at all. Yeah. Right. Although I think even the first season of The Simpsons wasn't like amazing either. That's true. It's hard to say. It, yeah. It, in some ways, it does feel like a you know late career kind of thing, where it's like, oh, they've kind of lost it at this point. But it's still pretty good. It's still yeah. funny. Yeah. It's a kind of a fresh idea. I like medieval stuff, and they they play with that well. Yeah. Matt Berry is a voice. <gasps> That's right, Matt. Berry. And Noel Fielding. Oh, and Noel Fielding. In a few episodes here and there. Oh, I forgot about that. That's sweet. All right. All right. Point Break Minute. Bra. Rate, review, subscribe, all that. Blah, blah, blah. All that blah. All that blah. That's all I'm going to say. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Point Break Minute, bra. I'm out. Woo!